it's easy to say a, a good week, a wonderful week, but we know we started our week off with a tragedy down in Florida uh, that shook us to the core, um, you know, and, and then we just seen the apathy behind it, the indifference of our leaders from our uh, leaders from our White House administration that should have rocked us to the core, but once again, apathy. Uh, what are we going to do about it? Uh, let's go see Black Panther movie. Once again, you know, uh, indifference. Spiritual apathy. Where are we at with that? Yeah. Do we really care? Do you know? Apathy means a complete lack of emotion or motivation, uh, whether directed towards a person, an activity, or an object. And, you know, are we in a spiritual apathetic state to where we don't care about anything that goes on in this world. As long as I have my Jesus, I have my Jesus, I'm going to heaven. Is, is that all we care about right now is that I have my salvation, I have my grace, and everything else that's going on in the world, tune it out. I just, you know, need to just keep showing up to church. Or are we in an apathetic state to where uh, we don't call anybody, we don't check on any uh, saints? I, I remember they always used to ask this uh 17 years ago when I got baptized. How's your walk with God, brother? How's your faith? I used to hate that question. Like, get, you know, get back, get back. <laughs> you don't know me like that. Like, just, just be pulling up on me, asking me that. that. That's something real intimate, real personal. But it's gotten to the point now that we don't even do that. We, we, do we even care about how somebody walk is, where their faith is with God right now? You know, and, and it's scary, you know, the indifference of it all. And, you know, as I was researching this, and it, and it says that leaders be careful not to come down too hard on the people of the church, the members, the brothers and sisters when they're apathetic because everybody wants to do their own thing. You know, we got social media now. We got Facebook. We got Instagram, Twitter. We, we, we have an opinion. It means something. You know, when, when I came to, this, to the kingdom, the kingdom meant everything. Everything was kingdom this, kingdom that. And it was great because I needed it. I'm one of those people that's a knucklehead. No, I was stubborn. I was prideful. I was selfish. I needed to, to have everything based around the kingdom because if I didn't have that, I had that other life. And we knew how crazy and insane that life was. And over in the Old Testament, I had to go there first to find, you know, uh, King Hezekiah. And Second Kings uh, chapter 20, um, verse 16, it starts where um, Isaiah the prophet is telling Hezekiah, like, what's to come? What's going to happen to his people? And he, in verse 16, he reads, Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. The time will surely come when everything in your palace and all your predecessors have stored up until this day will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. And some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, will be who will be born to you will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The word of the Lord you have spoken is good, Hezekiah replied, for he thought, there will not be peace and security in my lifetime. So you know, Hezekiah's response was pretty much like, uh, well, it ain't going to affect me, you know, because things are bad right now and they're going to remain bad. So I'm just, I'm good. I got every, you know, I got a lot of things stored up here. And, you know, he was just empathetic. He, he was, had indifference towards the whole situation of what was going on. Like, 
your, your descendants, your grandkids, they finna be eunuchs, they, your son. I'm, I'm thinking like, they tell, you know, the, the prophet is telling me, God saying, my grandson is finna be eunuchs. That means that they won't, <laughs> they got problems. They won't be able to reproduce. They won't be full men. You know, that, that what's coming, that what's coming ahead is gonna be so terrible that your whole line is gonna be affected by it. It's gonna be wiped out. And he was indifferent to it. He was like, it's not my problem. I'm good right now. Do we do that in our spiritual walk? Do, you know, do we have societal apathy with our politics that's going on right now? Do we have cultural apathy? They keep talking about the wall, immigration. You know, they, make, they put that on the forefront of what's going on right now, and, it, and it's like a, a Trojan horse. It's a big smoke screen. So us Americans that are born here will say, oh, it's not my problem. You know, I'm an American. I was, you know, the, the immigration issue is not my issue. So we become apathetic to it. We don't do anything about it. We don't say anything about it. We continue to move on. Financial apathy, apathy, where, hey, I'm good fi- financially. I got a great job. I got good finances. I got a lot stored up in the bank. I don't have to concern myself about people that are struggling. You know, the homeless, the the people that are doing bad. It's not my fault they got there. They need to bring themselves out of it on their own. And, and is any of that being a Christian? Is any of that being part of the kingdom in, in our hearts where we're just stagnated like that? Um, what are some of the steps that we can use to come out of this apathy? You know, do we, we need to ask ourselves, are we truly born again? Are we truly following Christ? Is he truly in our lives? You know, uh, you know that's, that's probably the first step that we need to, get, you know, do some in-depth soul searching with ourselves that everything that we said Jesus is Lord that we need to go forth and put that into action um, next thing uh, what cause if you're in that mode or in that place uh, what caused you to lose your passion what caused you to be where you're at uh, when somebody first met you and I used to have a problem with that word too because it used to sound so weird to me I was met at the park like uh, who by alien <laughs> you know, what is it, was it? Was it an abduction? You know, but whoever or however you came to know the Lord, that that passion, that fire, like when the brothers that reached out to me and stayed on me, hounded me. Uh, you read the book of John, you know, when, when those kind of things that I needed, it may have been different for you. You might have needed a subtle, compassionate voice in your ear, uh, gently directing you towards God. Or you may have needed the discipline of a, of a drill sergeant to get you in the place where you needed to be, get closer to God. So what caused you to lose that? What caused you to get to that place to where you at now, to where uh, I'm just doing this walk and I could die tomorrow, but as long as I'm going to heaven? Uh, Jesus didn't call us to do that. His walk was not like that. He, he was full of action. He was a doer. And we, as a church, were doers. I used to love hearing, this is God's kingdom. This is God's church. I used to love that, you know, you know, um, the the donut seller, I didn't love it. Uh, I would just, you know, take $50 out of my pocket and buy the donuts and then just take them to work and give them to the guys, you know, you know, because, you know, that wasn't my passion right there. But it was a good thing. It was the principle of it was good, you know. So what could be some of the other things that, that are that's taking you, that's keeping you or making you have apathy? Could it be unconfessed sin? Could it be the fact that, you know, you're not repenting, you're not talking about your sin to someone, you're not getting help 
daily. Uh, me and John Reed talk about it every Saturday morning or every other Saturday morning. The Saturday mornings that I can make it, just the two of us, we send out the Texas, you know, the information to brothers, safe place to pray, and we talk about that. What is keeping us, uh, talk, just talk about sin, confess it, repent. We pray, we read some scriptures, and we get open, and we don't, but brothers don't show up. And we always say, don't, don't give me a 911 call. When the house is burning down and she done put you out and you're in your car, you know, it's pretty, it's nothing I can do at that point. You know, you know help me out. And, and so, but let's not get to that point. Let's prepare for war in a time of peace. That, you know, that's what we have to do. Um, and, and my second scripture I need to share, I really need to share this, uh, the dead formality that replaces real love for Christ. Over in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, where it talks about, are we, uh, are we right here? Are we at this place? 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 1 through 5. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last day. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of themselves, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. And that's when I looked at Instagram and said, I do not move parts of that. You know, I looked at social media and said, that sounds like what goes on in social media. Uh, you know, a real love for God. And a real love for God is asking a brother and sister how they're doing. Make a call to somebody and reach out to them and, and find out where their walk is with God. And it reciprocates. You know, you call them, they call you. You, you meet them. You, uh, when someone calls you and don't call you back, you challenge them on it. You say, I, I called you this week, find out how you was doing. You never called me back. You know, th- those are the kind of things that we need to do. Those Those are things that... That we used to do. That we used. That used to be a cornerstone of the church. We we cared. We we were always there. Um, are we feeding our our spiritual person? That spiritual man or woman that's in us. Are we calling on the Holy Spirit to give us the power to change? Because that's what changed me. It wasn't people. It wasn't the drill sergeant that stayed on me, Freddie Baker, that constantly uh, <laughs> put his name out there like that. But they just constantly. Uh, disciplinary and military guy that constantly stayed on me. It wasn't that it was the Holy Spirit because a lot of times I'm a good actor. I, you know, I'm Denzel, I, you know, Lonzo, you know, I could get surgical with it. I could really put on a show and, and had him believing, uh, what I was about. So, you know, with that, we, the things that we need to do, we need to, um, uh, pray continually, read the word of God and make sure that we fellowship with God's people. So in closing, I just, you know, as we go to the cross, just if we're there, uh, let's take some of the steps to get out of that place. And if we're not there, uh, give what you have. Share it with other people. Give it to other people and and teach them what you have. So in saying that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father God, thank you for uh, this opportunity uh, just to go before you and uh, take communion, God. We we pray that uh, we take the the bread and the juice as symbolic uh, symbol of what you did for us on the cross, God, and we pray that we don't become apathetic, we don't have indifference toward what Jesus did for us on dying on the cross, and we pray that we 
allow your Holy Spirit to change us, that we surrender and submit to it and uh, make us uh, better people. So uh, we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.